0: Welcome to the Hotel Analyst podcast, where we are back to our normal format. You find me, Chris Bound, the editor of Hotel Analyst, sat with Andrew Sangster, the editorial director of Hotel Analyst, to chew over uh, some news pieces we've been taking a closer look at over the last week or so. And we're starting off with a big deal. Um, There's been a quite substantial deal in London, Starwood Capital, private equity investor, has uh, Decided that uh, London looks good once more, and they have spent uh, rumoured around about 800 million pounds buying 10 hotels, um, which were previously in the ownership of the Edwardian Hotel Group. Um, so, this sort of underlines what we are hearing from agents, which is that they expect this year to be much more busy and active than last year, um, as people get their heads around the fact that interest rates are kind of starting to come down rather than go up and inflation is also coming down, and uh, so confidence is returning to the market, but um, more than confidence, we've got private equity back in the game as well, so uh, there could be some interesting few months ahead.
1: Absolutely. And I think there's a lot you can read into this. Um, you could hype it up and say this is the dam finally bursting and we're about to be engulfed by floodwaters. Um, I'm not convinced um, we are quite at that point. Um, I, what I actually think we've got is uh, sort of a, a very steady increase in terms of uh, deal flow ahead of us um, at a sensible level. Um, and Certainly, the interesting parallel here is if you go back and look what happened um, in the global financial crisis. So we had this sort of deal drought after that, as um, you know, the lenders were obviously you know extremely battered. Um, you know, they were borderline bust themselves, um, and some of them were actually bust. Effectively, on propped up by governments. Um, And they were very reluctant to put more money out into the market. We're in a very different situation this time around. Much more robust lenders. They've got much stronger balance sheets. They're capable of putting money out into the market. Um, They've just been reluctant to do so. Um, Back um, after the GFC, it was actually, um, again, Starwood Capital that was the first major deal maker um in 20 the beginning of 2013 it bought uh, principal Haley. it paid 360 million quid for what is a group of provincial um conference hotels um i remember at the time um talking to people and they said you know what are they smoking over at uh, starwood capital hq they just it just you know people were very very skeptical about this deal um and they thought goodness me this is too much money um for a for a a segment of the hospitality market, which is really going to uh, um, struggle to to recover um, as it turns out, it was a huge bumper deal day for Starwood Capital they went on to add Devere venues and they added four pillars Um, they extracted a bunch of money as is the normal play by refinancing as the market got better and then they exited in uh, March 2018 or a good portion of it um, for 750 million so it's you know a very good deal um, for Starwood Capital back then now that was sort of four years after the the bottom if we say the bottom of um, the GFC was March uh, 2009 um, and it was effectively what February 2013 when that deal closed uh, for principal Haley so the best part of four years really um, we're a bit quicker this time around if we say the depths of um this downturn march 2020 here we are in uh, january um uh, 2024 so not quite you know so it's a year a year off that um so it we've come back a lot quicker but i think that reflects a the strength of the recovery we've had which has been super strong um, and b it reflects that we've got much more robust banks right now um so you know maybe again it's uh starwood capital first out of the gate setting the trend and it seems to be um you know a, a deal that satisfied both sides edwardian are very happy with what's happened here um they now have leverage in uh, the low teens they're very keen on doing further deals i mean this is long-term money um you know it's unusual for um money like this to actually sell assets um when they do it's quite a a change in direction this is a deal that's taken two years to to get over the line um and it's gonna be very interesting to see where they decide to deploy their cash they're looking at a, a range of opportunities um but i think what we have got is a different marketplace to say where we were back in uh, 1990 and we talked about a rush of deals then um, because we did have this distress Um, and whilst we've certainly got quite a few capital structures which uh, um, have got problems um, distress is not likely to be a huge driver going forward. I think that certainly there's going to be a few things come to market because the banks are saying, look, you're either going to have to put some more money in, um, some more equity in to cure this capital structure, or you're going to have to trade. But it's not going to be a rushed Um, sale. So um, things will be gently pushed into the market, which will increase deal flow, but not a kind of flood and distress. And if we look back to the 1990s, when Barry Sternlich really made his cash, um, that was on the backs of lots and lots of cheap um, real estate being available at bargain prices. I don't think we're going to go for a period um, like this, but certainly it's looking uh, for a much better uh deal environment as we go into 2024
0: now we're going to move on from uh, an 800 million pound deal to uh, one was a mere 210 million with uh, the sale of 66 Travelodge hotels uh they've been sold by the landlord uh lx i uh but they've been sold to the uh the Investors that already own the Travelodge operating business in the UK. Uh, an interesting deal because this one doesn't look, it looks more opportunistic than strategic. Um, it wasn't very long ago that uh, LXI sat down with Travelodge and uh, negotiated to uh, extend the leases on the Travelodge hotels in return for putting some caps and collars on the, uh, the uplift in, in, in rents um, and uh, that all looked like the, like the pair were set for a very long term relationship but uh, this latest disposal by LXI looks more uh, about LXI's need for um, a lower loan to value ratio on its uh, portfolio perhaps than anything else. Um, but what's interesting is that uh, the golden tree who uh, own the hotel operating business of travel lodge in the uk are interested and were up for buying a portfolio of their own properties what are they going to do with them next hey
1: yeah well i, I think i mean travel lodge had effectively has effectively been up for sale um since the summer um last summer um golden tree having bought out goldman saxon avenue capital were uh, um, seeking to get about 1.2 billion pounds for the portfolio. Um, there wasn't a lot of interest in that. And I think they're regrouping. I said, right, okay, we'll, we'll give it some asset backing, make it look a bit more like a uh, B&B hotels or a, a Premier Inn. Um, so th- th- let, let's scoop up a few of these um, properties. Um, they're the bottom-end portfolio um, that that uh, LXI got when it merged with Secure Income, that REIT, um, and these were the hotels under that second uh, company voluntary arrangement, um, were, you know, they didn't have their rents paid. So from a long-term security point of view which is very much how these REITs are positioning their sort of uh, long income while the, the, the previous REIT secure income um, its name gives it away in a way um, but it proved not to be that secure during COVID that's the problem so um LXI's um, travel lodges on the other hand um, they did have their rent paid if people remember they um, travel lodge divvied them into different groups and the best ones they paid the rent the middle ones they sort of took a few haircuts and the bottom ones they just stopped paying rent altogether for a couple of years so um LXIs were very much in the best group, Um, secure incomes were split across the the range and I think what we've got lumped together in this deal is all that bottom end stuff if you look at uh, um, in terms of uh, it's about half the number of hotels but in terms of the actual uh, rents that are going on it's uh, well the rent roll from Travel Lodge at LXI went from 18% to 11% so it's a, a seven percentage point Uh, decrease so clearly about a third of the rent uh, value of travel lodge has been sold off in about half the hotels, which suggests that was kind of the quality of them. Um, so I I, th- I think it's also interesting. You've got lxi merging with London Metric um, in a, a deal that's creating a um, what will be the UK's fourth biggest REIT worth 4.1 billion pounds. Um, and it, it's interesting to look at London Metric, which has come from a background as a retail investor moved into logistics and now keen to get exposure to the experience economy piece um, through merging with LXI so LXI of course not only has Travel Lodge but it has the the Merlin Entertainment's um, properties as well within it so it's a sign I think of where these long-term property investors are are seeing the opportunity very much within the experience economy sector um, which is good news for um, hotels going forward.
0: Going on at Louvre the French hotel group um, who got taken over some time ago by Xinjiang well um, they're about to uh, catapult themselves forward with a five-year plan something the Chinese love Um, and uh, we've been picking over the details of that plan uh, as they announced it uh, in the last few weeks of the of 2023. Uh, what's interesting is that they are pushing to continue to grow in France, where they already have a substantial presence. They're also looking to grow in China, um, presumably backed by their Chinese parent uh, providing some support. And they're also looking to add in India. Um, there's a few other markets around their place they'll still continue to be looking to grow into. Um, They're planning to um, uh, refurbish 80% of their hotels within the next five years. I guess that's an acknowledgement that that's work that needs doing. Um, And uh, they have a kind of target of being number two in in the, the key markets they operate in. Um, so it, for a long time it sort of felt like it was a, a slumbering giant Louvre. Um, it's got you know brands including um, Campanile if you, if you visit uh, France there's a Campanile pretty much everywhere um, and then uh, Tulip and others but they're not really, um, they've not made uh, uh, their presence felt in, across Europe in perhaps the same way as, uh, as someone like Accor. So um, we're, we're next for Louvre. Our, are the plans going to make move the needle very much for this business?
1: Yeah, slumbering giant and ignored giant, I would suggest as well. So, Louvre styles itself as a second hospitality European group, um, part of Jinjiang, the the world's second hospitality group after Marriott. Um, Louvre is obviously second in Europe after Accor. Um, I, I suspect that Jinjiang wants to be more than you know runner up um not, you know, not, not just in Europe but also globally it's it wants to scale up that tends to be the the motivation here um it 's got quite a way to go internationally if it wants to catch up with marriott however marriott 's got uh, 587,000 international rooms, and when we say international, we, we, we mean outside the US. Um, and Xinjiang, um, it has again this will be outside China um, for its international bit, and it's got 147,000 rooms at uh, Louvre, but also, of course, Radisson, um, it's got 215,000 there. Um, but we're still you know quite a bit behind Marriott, even when you add them together um it's that massive piece in china which is uh uh critical here to driving um um that world domination if if they're going to get there now it's interesting with louvre i think that the sea change that's happened is the arrival of federico gonzalez uh, ex ceo of uh, uh radisson now coming to louvre and um he's he's the one with the. Uh, Um, who likes the five-year plan actually as much as the Chinese Communist (laughs) Party. I mean he was very keen on five-year plans at uh, Radisson as well. and so he's he's brought that uh, approach to Louvre, um, and um, really it, it's sort of as you say, Chris. We've not really you know heard from them since uh, Starwood Capital um, sold it to uh, Xinjiang back in 2015 for 1.3 billion euros. Um, it, it's just been very quiet indeed. And you know you ask on you know what's going on in the market, and nobody really has much of an idea. But that seems to be changing now. Um, it's tricky. Um, Xinjiang are a little bit enigmatic. Um, They're a Chinese state owned enterprise. Um, They're not they don't um, release figures in the same way as uh, uh, Western hotel groups do. So it's a bit bit tricky to get a real handle on exactly what's uh, going on there. But uh, it certainly seems to be the case that they are that they have an appetite for growth now. And the one thing that, you know, if we look at what has enabled the U.S. brands to succeed, one of the things is that they've got this this wonderful sort of engine, um, the delivery of uh, um, guests, um, those outbound U.S. guests. Um, You put up a Marriott or a Hilton, and you know, you're going to get a, a good portion of those guests coming there. Um, and of course, the Chinese can do that as well. Um, you know, in actual fact, the Chinese outbound market is double the size, or it used to be uh, double the size of the the US market. This was obviously pre-COVID. Now, it's already back to being as big as the US market. Um, Probably most people think it's going to take a while before it gets fully back to to where it was in 2019 But it's certainly uh, on the way so um, And a good way of looking at this is we know what's happening in terms of airlift and uh, China's Civil Aviation Authority the CAAC Said this month that uh, international flights would be back to 80% of their 2019 level um, this year Um, in 23 um, Um, flights between Europe and China reached 60% of where they were. Um, Perhaps a a sign of where we are geopolitically, um, flights between the US and China were, were barely... Um, 10% of where they were in 2019 I suspect that'll take a a really long time to recover there so the ambition I think is uh, it'll be it's uh what the Americans used to describe as their near abroad which is the the sort of Latin American piece but in China's case it's uh Asia is their near abroad and uh, most of the focus is going to be there so great news for um the Thai um Vietnamese um philippine um and perhaps even australian uh tourism markets as well as the chinese get back traveling um uh, yeah, good news as well ultimately for for europe um but probably not so great for the for, for the us market
0: now it's time for our five star and no star awards and for five stars i think you're returning to the subjects of flights once more andrew
1: yeah, well, it's just astonishing. One of the things that, that that's really struck me, um, and I don't want to steal the thunder because I think this is something we'll be looking at in a week mm-hmm. or two, Chris. Um, in terms of uh, you know uh, how resilient are uh, the demand has been for um, um, hotels. Um, in the face of a uh, very challenging geopolitical situation so we've had obviously this this horrific uh, war that's going on in Gaza right now um, you know if you look back to the first Gulf War uh, we had a situation where the Americans just stopped flying and they wouldn't get on a plane and there was this quite significant slump in international tourism during that f- first Gulf War, but quite extraordinarily. Now, we, we expected um, here at Hotel Analyst that Egypt would get hit would be hit in terms of the lower numbers of tourists. We expected Jordan would be um, suffering for a lower number of numbers of tourists. But, you know, there's been a little bit, but nowhere near what you might expect, given the scale of um, the conflict that is currently going on, you know, in the the country right next door to these. And um, extraordinarily, I mean, it's just in my local airport. um, um, As regular listeners know, I'm based in Cambridge, and a local airport standstill. But uh, we've got uh, um, announced this week, uh, Royal Jordanian Airlines um, starting direct flights from Stansted to um, Amman, Jordan's capital. Um, Three flights a week from uh, March and uh, four weekly flights um, during peak summer. Quite extraordinary that in this situation capacity is being added i'd suggest and and it shows just how resilient um, our industry is these days
0: and no stars i think we're returning to the subject of hotels being used by government
1: yeah well it's this extraordinary situation um, we have where so much capacity um, is given over um, to housing um, refugees and asylum seekers, so I, I think we've we've talked about in the past what's happening in the UK, where it's something like four to five percent of uh, UK hotel capacity is currently housing uh, asylum seekers. But uh, there was a report out, I think it was Savills um, um, mentioned it, uh, talking about the. Uh, Uh, Market in um, the Republic of Ireland where 12% of Irish hotel stock is contracted um, to the government to house these refugees. Quite an extraordinary situation um, and very dislocating for the industry. So the sooner we get through this period and the more appropriate means of housing uh, asylum seekers and and refugees is sorted out, the better. And of
0: course, uh, the the big worry is um, how the the stuff that's been taken out the market returns to the market, and uh, will it do so in a gentle and orderly fashion?
1: Well, quite um, that we could have a bit of a bump there. I mean, but for all the talk of the UK government stop using hotels, we've yet to really see that. And I think until governments actually Try and do something uh, more effective, um, um, and, and it, at least let's be honest. It, <laughs> There's you know, elections
0: coming. <laughs> There's nothing much that's going to be happening.
1: Yes, even if they gather the momentum, it's going to take years before yeah, yeah. they actually deliver it. As we unfortunately and on do. that
0: salary note, we'll say goodbye for now.